Welcome to the Kara's Cares Digital Show and Podcast, where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundlin, and today's episode is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. Someone in the world develops dementia every three seconds. Isn't that incredible? Today, my guest is a woman who has literally written the book for you to prepare before, during, and after a diagnosis with some very simple, practical tips to change your home life for you and your loved one. Tracy Cram Perkins has written the guidebook for dementia home care. She's a mission. She's on a mission now to take the stress out of caring for loved ones with dementia. So welcome, Tracy. Thank you, Kara. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, I noticed that you've been doing uh, book signings in hardware stores because that's one place you say you want people to go because there are really simple items to start with that can take the stress out of caring for a loved one with dementia. Oh, absolutely. There are so many different things you can find in a hardware store that could stop wandering, that could stop uh, help you to reduce fear because if you use different colors. Um, but the big thing with wandering is that if you use something as simple as a, a sign on the door that says authorized personnel only, that could turn somebody back from walking out that door. If you use paint colors and you match the wall and the door to the same color, then they will not be able to distinguish the door from the wall and they won't seek the exit. So just simple things like that. Also changing the way the door works. If you put an inactive handle where the doorknob is and raise the doorknob to the top of the door, someone with dementia is only going to see what's right in front of them. If they reach to that doorknob and try and turn it and it doesn't move, they can't get out the door. So simple fixes. Also using the uh, bar locks on the door. So uh, like you see in a hotel, if you put that on there and you uh, stick the bar in the hasp, then when they try to open the door, it's too complicated for them to figure out how to take it apart. Yeah. Just simple things. Yeah, well, you know, you have been doing this now for 12 years, and I understand you're caring for your fourth family member. So you decided to really take your knowledge and make it easier for people. Why do you think it's so important to write this book? I, I mean, I imagine this is something that's needed, given that so many people are now starting to take care of their parents, and so many people are being diagnosed with dementia. I found that when I was caring, I didn't have any shortcut tools that were in one location. And I would have to read book after book after book. And it would, I would find a little, it's like a cookbook. I would find my favorite recipe over in this one. I'd find my favorite recipe on this one, but nothing all in one place. When you're stressed out and you have a family member in front of you that's melting down, you're not going to have the time to go fanning through a book and say, oh my God, I need to know how to calm them down because they don't want to take a bath. Um, I found that if I put everything in one place and walk people through with examples step by step so they don't have to think, they can just say, oh, I can do that. That'll work for me. Or, oh, that's what I'm doing wrong. And if I don't do that, then my loved one, I can get them to do what they need to do, whether it's take a bath, whether it's change their clothes, uh, allow you to wash their clothes, anything that could help make your life easier. 99% of the time, we don't realize we're the ones causing our loved ones to melt down. If we actually realize that our behavior was what was causing them to get upset, we could reduce half the meltdowns you see among family members. 
with right. dementia. It's, it's, it's just that simple. It, well, it's interesting you say this because I know so many of us uh, read parenting books as well. And I've had many experts on Kara's Cures just talking about with children and their meltdowns and how often it's parent training that we need to, you know. So I, I guess it's it's similar. If you're now entering this phase with your parents and trying to figure out how to take care of them, it's it's different with their age. But uh, empowering that you can do these these very simple tools and make big changes in your life. Yes, absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, I put together and I put this on my website, uh, a trigger list. So you can see what sorts of things happen that trigger the meltdowns. Now, it could be something as simple as kids running through the house playing if there's too much noise. So if, if cars are driving by and it's too loud outside, it could be the weather, it could be branches banging against the side of the house or a window. It could literally be somebody's flag flapping. So uh, usually because you follow a routine with someone with dementia, if you can figure out what's going on outside them, what the weather's like, what the temperature in the house is like, if it's too cold or too warm, that can also cause a problem for them. Uh, if they're experiencing, if it's too cold, they can get hypothermic really quickly and you can't tell because with dementia, hypothermia, it looks the same. So unless you look, you to put your hand on their stomach to tell that they're cold, you might not be able to tell that they have hypothermia. Mm -hmm. So there's just simple little tools that you can use to figure out why they're melting down. If it happens the same time every day, it could be sundowners. Sundowners happens when the sunlight starts going down, obviously. So if you have a way of turning the light up, if you use like a daylight lighting in your house on a dimmer switch, as it starts getting darker, literally just dial the light up and that will help reduce the amount of sundowners, something that simple. Also giving them a task when they start sundowning so that they can feel like they have something there to do. Because a lot of times they see you doing something and they feel like they should be doing something. If you're cooking dinner, maybe have them set the table. It doesn't matter if it's perfect. It doesn't matter if the forks are spread everywhere artistically. It's just so long as they have something to do to keep them busy and make them feel needed. Right. And you also have some information on here for self-care. How important is it for caregivers to stop and take care of themselves? Because this really is a long journey. It's a huge deal. You really need to take the time to take care of yourself. You need somebody to be able to vent to. You need to be able to breathe. And in the book, I put exercises in there teaching people how to breathe because it literally will lower your blood pressure and you can lower your heart rate, especially after you've had some sort of event where somebody's been yelling and screaming at you or having a crying jag. Uh, you need to have somebody that you can call just to talk to. So phone a friend. Um, I also think it's really important that everyone use laughter. Uh, a lot of times people don't realize that simple amounts of laughter will not only help you, but it'll help your loved one calm down. So don't laugh at them, but laugh with them. Mm -hmm. Figure out something that you can both laugh about and you can both get back to calm. But anything you do for self-care, just taking a quick walk to calm down. Uh, anybody that does take care for themselves is usually happier and has a better outcome with the caregiving. Well, and you even uh, say in here, your research has shown that dementia caregivers are most likely of all caregiving groups to put off self-care. Uh, we talk a lot about self-care on this show, and I love how you say set a cell phone reminder uh, where it goes off every day, just mm -hmm. reminding yourself to breathe, because here we'll talk about busy people, put breathe on your to-do list. But that's your first line of defense, right? We're not going to be able to be uh, as caring as we want to be if we're empty. 
Exactly, exactly. If you are too exhausted, all you're going to do is go fully into your own self-care and and you can't respond positively towards the one you're caring for. So when you're stressed out, it's not easy to think and you get upset. And it's if you can breathe and just relax and be calm, your loved one also can still read body language. So when you're tense, they're going to be get tense. They're going to mirror exactly what you do. So if you can be calm, if you can take get some downtime, if you can just breathe, a lot of times that's all you need for that moment to help you, you know, reduce the stress. Um, if you can get out and get some time away from them where you have another family member or a friend or someone from your church or community uh, come in and help you, even for an hour, that can really help reset your framework and really help you to be a better caregiver. What about the cost of all this? I know you have a section on here, but you know, what about those who do work full time? They've got kids. Maybe they can't have their loved one in their home. And, and how do they get help and pay for it? Okay, there's several different things that you can do depending on your loved one's finances. If your loved one is going to age in place, then you have to look at their home and if they can afford to maintain their home, if they have a life savings, if they have long-term care insurance. With long-term care insurance, they won't pay for everything, but they'll pay for in-home aids. They can help you get cleaning services in, people to help with cooking and meals, because you're right, most people are working and don't have the time to care for someone full-time, and they can't necessarily have them in their home. Maybe they're living across town or across state, and so you need second hands or second eyes on your loved one. Um, Now, that doesn't work for everyone. Sometimes if you're like a long distance away, they may have to go into assisted living, in which case then you need to look at if they don't have long-term care, can they uh, sell their house, rent their house? If they don't own a home, uh, what are available to them? And I have on my website quite a few sources of uh, information where you can get funding, where you can look at insurance options. You can see what might be available to you. Uh, Medicaid pays for certain things. Medicare only pays for things that are for acute care. They don't do any long-term care. Um, But on Medicaid, you can get quite a bit of assistance if you don't have any funding source. And we just put the website up on the screen for those of our viewers who are watching on our streaming app. Uh, For those who are listening on a podcast, I'll just say it. It's Tracy Cramp perkins.com there's only one p though you 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 doubled your p but t-r-a-c-y-c-r-a-m-p-e-r-k-i-n-s.com that's also where you can find the web the the book um you can also get it wherever books are sold dementia home care how to prepare before before during and after uh i was reading some of the reviews and some people saying like this is what i needed i mean for this is really your your guidebook you decided to kind of create a bible where if you just buy one book you sort of address everything that people need to know in here. I I felt we needed a toolbox. You use the tools, you need them when you need them. You can fan through the book to find them. You can look them up in the, okay, I went crazy. I have an eight-page table of contents, but I want you to be able to find the help you need when you need it. I know what it's like to feel having someone screaming in front of you and not knowing what to do. And I just wanted to make sure it was in one place so everyone could find what they needed. And maybe it's after that happened after something happens and then you can look up and go, okay, next time I'm going to do this instead. Uh, maybe I didn't, you know, maybe I should have a memory book for them to find out where they are because I keep correcting them and they're acting out as a result of them. They're telling their story as they see it. And it might not be what you remember, but that's now their story. That doesn't mean that it's jives with reality or what happened, but you need to understand that you have to be in their shoes to help to get them to calm, to help to make them feel love and safe. Yeah. 
Well, I love that you even have things that I don't know that most people are thinking of. They might be just trying to put out fires day by day, but you even have digital estates, like how to handle someone's email or their accounts or their e-books or anything like that. We all live in an electronic world, so things to know about there. So you really have thought of everything. Just share a little bit why you're so passionate about this. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story, Tracy. Well, my father uh, ended up with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, my sister found him passed out in his apartment, uh, and we ended up in the hospital. The, when they found out, when he came to, he had Alzheimer's disease, and they didn't want to let him go home because he was by himself. And because my, sis, I, my sister had power of attorney but wasn't present, and I didn't have power of attorney, he ended up going from care facility to care facility because they wouldn't release him to my care. Um, after my sister and I got together and worked uh, the legal details out so that I could care for him, he came to live with us. And while he was in the care facilities, he knew he didn't belong there. And so he kept acting out. He was an exceptional escape artist. He actually figured out how to unscrew the windows in his room and go for a walk. And of course, that's kind of a terrifying thing because you now have someone with dementia walking out in the street against the lights on a big highway. So when he finally got home to our place, he asked me, he goes, I have Alzheimer's disease, not the plague. What does it take to be treated like a human being? And that's what set the soul journey on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, especially in the early days, he was aware enough to be like, I need some help, but I don't want to be treated this way. Yes. And, and you've exactly. since cared for, you're, on your, you're now still caring for someone. It's your fourth family member? Yeah. So I've taken care of my mother, my father, my uncle, and now we're working with my aunt. Wow. And so... Yeah, and she's she's just begun her Alzheimer's journey, so she's very, very early on. So she's very, very self-aware, just needs memory aids. And fortunately, because I've done enough of this, we've been able to get all the tools she needs in place really, really quickly. So I know the devastating news is usually probably when you hear the words that your mom has dementia or your dad has dementia. And most people go, well, what does that mean? What's going to happen next? What's your answer? Uh, it's take a moment and breathe. While it's, not, it's the end of their world, perhaps, but it's not the end of yours, you have some time to get to know your family member much better than you ever did before. You might even have time to repair and mend relationships. I had a very healing moment with my mother that I didn't expect to have. And even though by the end she didn't remember me, we were able to talk about every single issue that we had up to that point and get it taken care of where we just had a mother-daughter relationship where it was not more than just caring. So there's so many different aspects to having this disease. People just look at the dementia and think, oh my God, my world is over. My family member is dying from this horrible disease. There are so many small moments that will stick with you for the rest of your life. If you have tools that can help you get there, if you can, if you can figure out how to keep your relationship with your spouse, how to keep your love alive with the rest of your family members, how to help your teenagers because they're going to be all stressed out if you have teens uh, and they won't tell you, you have to talk to them, have family meetings and let everybody talk uh, and not with an ugly stick, but just literally talk to each other and have some open conversation about what is going on and that everybody is still loved and that there are still things that you can do and that it's not an embarrassment or something to be looked down upon or because people just don't understand. The more people know, the easier it is to care and the more benefit you get from the relationship in the long term. 
Right. So I want to advise everyone that this is a really easy to read book. <laughs> it's not something that's going to take you hours. And like you said, it's a reference. You can just pick it up kind of like how we used to do with parenting books. Like what's going on with this part now? Um, it's TracyCrampPerkins.com. And I know people can follow you on social media as well at Tracy Cramp Perkins. Uh, so people can get this. And I know I don't know if you're coming to the East Coast, but you're actually doing book signings at hardware stores telling folks what to buy so they can simply and affordably upgrade their houses. I, I will eventually make it to the East Coast. Uh, right now, I'm caring for a loved one, and when she's to the point where I can travel, then I will be making it as far as I can get. So I hope to see you guys soon. Well, Tracy, I know this was a labor of love for you. I know you really want to help a lot of folks out there, and I think your book will do just that. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on Kara's Cures. Kara, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And you can find more information on the cutting edge of wellness right here on Kara's Cures on our WFSB Plus streaming app or listen on the Kara's Cures podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow me on social media at Kara Sundland or join the Kara's Cures Facebook group at Kara's Cures. Have a great day, everyone. Be well.